0: Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast, and part of the Fan sided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. We took a brief hiatus. We're back on track, ready to dive into Katie's season of The Bachelorette. I'm Ashley Young back with Natalie Zamora. And I am so happy to see your face. We're recording this on Zoom. I'm so excited to talk about this season. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm so excited to be back. Of course, we took a break with
1: um, the break in the franchise. And I feel like this is a great way to come back with Katie. I'm a huge Katie fan. And no more Chris Harrison. We got um, Caitlin and Taysha, who I adore both of
0: them. So I feel like so far, so good. Good vibes. I'm enjoying it. We have to talk about Chris Harrison before we can talk about the episode. Because yeah. that is, he's the face of Bachelor Nation. He has been with the show for so long. And I don't think I have that same connection that maybe other fans have to him. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't have beef with Chris Harrison. I just don't get his place in the show. And so I don't, do you think the show has lost anything by him not being there? No, not at all. I
1: honestly wouldn't have noticed that he wasn't there except for the narration of like the season on The Bachelorette. It's some random man. And that was jarring to me, and that was it. Honestly, that was it. That was the only thing that I noticed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is the exact moment I also like did a double take. It's kind of like mm-hmm. on TikTok, they just changed the like automatic voice to oh. text voice, and everyone was up in arms about it. And I felt the same way hearing not Chris Harrison tease, you know, next week's episode. But mm-hmm. it's also an upgrade. I I will go to bat for Tasha till I'm blue in the face. I adore her. Um, and we have the privilege of not just Taisha, but like another host. And mm-hmm. both of them with Katie, I feel like dating is something you experience with your friends. Like yeah. your friends are along for the ride. And I can buy into this threesome doing their thing on the show much better than I can Chris Harrison. Like, I'm not calling up my dad telling him about mm-hmm. my dates. Like I'm calling up my girlfriends.
1: Yeah, 100%. And even in the first episode, Katie was very much like, I need advice. I need help. And they were there to help her. Like Chris Harrison just has the generic things to say of like, how are you feeling? So what are you thinking? But Caitlin and Taysha were like, oh, this is what I did. This is what's going to happen to you. And like, you're going to be completely fine. And she needed that.
0: Absolutely needed that. And I think it's time for change. The show doesn't really, it kind of sticks to what works. And I feel like I needed a change, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. advocating for anyone to lose their job, but I did very much appreciate, you know, a change of scenery, mixing things up a little bit, got to keep us on our toes.
1: Yeah, 100%. And he definitely Chris Harrison definitely got a crazy payout, I'm sure. So he's fine. (laughs)
0: Like $25 million payout. Okay, like, have fun, Chris, go on vacation, enjoy some time. I don't know, do your thing. Like, You gave it a good run and we're just moving in a new direction. Yeah. He can just retire now. It's fine. (laughs) I will take that. I'll take half that payout and retire. Thank you, Chris. I know. (laughs) My Venmo is public. Hit me up. But, you know, the, the chaos of a new season always brings me frantically asking, you know, what, who is that? What's their name? Which one is that? But there's an obvious favorite this season in Greg. I cannot open Twitter, TikTok the tabloids, everyone is in love with Greg. Are you on the Greg, you know, fan bandwagon here? Yes, I definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> Sad
1: to say it because, yeah, it's, it's obvious everyone is obsessed with him. Like you said, Twitter, everywhere. He's just adorable. And I really liked him in the first episode. And I really liked him last night. And I feel like I'm waiting for, like, the shoe to drop. I'm waiting for there to be a red flag um, because he seems too good right now i really like him
0: so have you gone down the rabbit hole though of these rumors that he's an actor and this is all a shtick and i saw a tiktok where Uh he never had a real job before they were casting don't be oh
1: i haven't seen those i have read some of the spoilers but none of them have been really bad yet but i haven't seen these rumors about that
0: that's really funny your use of the word yet is so funny too. Like we, we have been burned by this show. We've seen our friend, like in life, you just know if it's too good to be true. Yeah, it absolutely is. So Greg, we'll talk, we'll dive into that because he got plenty of camera time last night,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but another, you know, closely tied in thing with the bachelor series, they love to have a virgin plot line. They, They love their virgin plot line. And Poor, sweet, dear Mike. (laughs) um, Very quickly into the episode, we are seeing him in tears.
1: Yeah. (sighs) I mean, I did feel bad for him and I did like feel for him because the situation that he was in was tough. So the first group date that we have, it was all about sex, which I'm sure, you know, if you know Katie, you would expect that it would be something, you know, fun and sexy So he was on the group date and basically right off the bat, they're asked questions, you know, like, what do you do to a woman? Or um, when was the last time you had sex? And this man is like about to cry. And it's like, I did feel bad. But at the same time, it was like, you knew you were going to have to tell her sooner or later. You know, I don't know why you're acting shocked about this
0: he in between tears at one point was like I knew I'd have to have this conversation I just wanted her to hear it from me like privately or in person and I'm curious if in casting you have to disclose that or yeah it just seems like such an intimate secret or like it is a private conversation like he said mm-hmm. I, if you want camera time go <laughs> bring it up but maybe just like don't I don't know it's so weird to make that like your character identity this early on
1: yeah I wonder like I wouldn't be surprised if producers just sought out a couple of virgins each season like just ask like by the way if you want to disclose your virgin let us know you'll probably get on the show so just let us know oh
0: my god I'm tired of it bachelor (laughs) producers find a new angle it's (laughs) Like I said, there's there's certain things I don't enjoy during when it's The Bachelor. I hate the mean girl fighting. Yeah. I don't like it. And I don't like seeing these men like grapple with emotions when like society always tells them to like push them down. Yeah, And I feel like it's very obvious in some of these episodes It's the first time they're like working through yeah. emotions and it just feels like exploitation a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. It definitely seems like it's like, I mean I see it like both ways on the one hand it's like you know what you're signing up for so you're gonna have to say it but also like you said he could have just not he could have not said it at all and like that's obviously now what he's known for on the show but I will say I think he pulled it off well with the way that he told Katie.
0: Absolutely he had me worried for the majority of that date because you know they're they're doing trivia and they keep flashing to his like confes- confessional interview and he's crying. And then they all had to do like, I don't know, a performance. And we have singers and someone gave Katie a foot massage and like all these different things. And he's weeping. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then he pulls himself together and reads this very eloquent, like letter, heartfelt, you mm. know, letter to Katie talking about his situation very vaguely though. Like, I don't know if everyone in the room picked up on it. Cause he said, I would wait another 31 years to have sex with you. And I was like, that's kind of sneaky. So I don't even know if it's out in the open.
1: That's true. Yeah, it could be misinterpreted. I feel like she if she knew what he was actually saying or not, though, she definitely took it to heart. I mean, he won the competition, whatever, whatever it really was. I was still kind of confused what the competition was, but it was basically like get on stage and just woo her the best way you can. Um, But yeah, that's actually interesting. I wonder if it'll come up again or if he'll be sent home before it
0: does. Yeah. I was, like you said, very impressed by how he pulled himself together, but I don't know anything about his personality to be Mm -hmm. invested in him at this point, because we just saw him cry over (laughs) very intimate part of his life. So yeah, you you won. Um, You didn't really win anything though. It was just a trophy. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was thinking all last
1: night. I was like, when people win Don't they usually get a rose or I guess not. It's just like bragging
0: rights at this point. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) He is still at risk. Noted. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. The other huge part of that, and maybe it's because I knew what was coming. I I try to go in spoiler free every season and Mm -hmm. I'm just nosy. I can't do it. But Carl, 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 the motivational speaker, (laughs) I... Usually I'm watching, I don't know, in a social setting and it's like, ha look at this clown or can you believe they said that? I was getting actually angry at his yeah. shtick, like get him off the stage. I was getting so frustrated. Yeah, he was terrible. I feel like
1: right off the bat in last night's episode, they're kind of shaping him up to be kind of the villain. Like people are saying it seems like he's treating this like a game and all of that. And then his performance, quote unquote, was just like, get off the stage. You're literally terrible right now. I don't know where he was coming from.
0: It's wild because he is miserable. He's bad energy. He's clearly not connecting with anyone, but I have his biography pulled up on the site and it says, quote, Carl is a charismatic and confident guy who is here to find his forever love. Okay, whatever. He loves to have a good time and more specifically make it a good time for everyone around him. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say that's a lie, because I don't think anyone is having a (laughs) good time when Carl is on their television screen or in the presence of another human being. Yeah, he's just always trying too
1: hard. And then at another point, when he was talking to Katie, she asked about his exes. And he said, like, not talking about that. We're talking about like my future relationships. And it's like,
0: ew, stop, red flag. That line is like screams. I have a girlfriend. Yeah, that was the worst line I have ever heard. And like you said, huge, huge red flag.
1: Terrible, I would have been like, okay, I guess like get this guy out of here. Can I go on to the next one?
0: Onward, onward, (laughs) bye Carl, no time for you. So we'll see, I think they might keep him around. You know, we love it, it's only episode two. We love to keep the villain around for a little extra drama Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I'll push down my annoyances for some entertainment. It's a, (laughs) a balancing act but we upgraded because of course Greg got the first one-on-one and Katie rolls through, picks him up in a truck. They go camping. I kind of thought it was a lame date though. I feel yeah. like the Greg aspect made it more enticing than it was, but the entire date, Katie showed him like a makeshift toilet. toilet yeah, camping. And then they talked about how her father is dead. And I don't know. I'll let you go first because I'm still working through what I really thought of this date because I think I'm blinded by the Greg fascination.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the date kind of sucked, but they were just so into each other that they could have done literally anything and they would have been like goo eyes at each other. Like, um, I don't know. I guess it was her idea because she wanted to do the whole fishing thing, but it was like, I don't know. It just seemed like a half-assed, like, <laughs> um... Planning producers, no, you could have made it way more extravagant with like a better lake or like something cool, cool chairs or something, drinks to drink while you're fishing. I don't know, something more like glamping than <laughs> literally just like, oh, here's what my dad used to do to make a toilet, let's make one for you. Which, okay, quirky, cute, I guess, but I mean, I wouldn't really care to do that.
0: I'm the first one to be like, that's a real life date. Like I can buy into that. That's charming. And I was like, they're kind of doing Katie dirty here. But yeah. like you said, they, it is obvious that they have a connection and feel incredibly comfortable together, which mm-hmm. is the end goal. The end goal is not for Ashley to be entertained. by the date. The end goal is for Katie to find love. And it's very obvious that they are googly eyed. I will say though, I felt like Greg was kind of, He's kind of passive mm-hmm. and not in a shy way, but I feel like he speaks, but doesn't say much. Yeah. And Katie was opening up about, you know, this is my dad's not with us. So this is a memory that makes me feel, you know, like he's still a presence in my life. And I'm like, that's a lot for a first date, but this yeah. is, moves quick. Yeah, and He just was kind of like, you know, thank you for sharing that. Like very, you know, Matt James-esque mm-hmm. lines were like, wow, thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. And I was getting frustrated. But then we realized that dear sweet Greg is also working through some trauma and grief in his life. And I took it all back immediately.
1: I know. I was honestly thinking the same thing. I was kind of getting like Brendan vibes from Tasha season. like so charming and adorable but also doesn't talk. Like I don't know why he's <laughs> charming and adorable. Um but yeah, it was funny cuz I was watching it through like Fubo TV and for some reason the connection dropped when they were about to go on their, you know, dinner date. So I get it back on and he's just crying and I'm like, "Oh my god, what did I miss?" <laughs> Caught myself up and I was like, "Oh my god, like, you know, just redeemed him not saying anything and I think What are the chances that, you know, that was her first one-on-one, the first person she had a connection with and that his father also died and they were, you know, going through that and bonding through it together. It was crazy.
0: It was nice. And I think whenever you experience um, something challenging in your life, it's nice to see someone who has experienced that because it's, it's a feeling I'm sure you can only experience through going through that, you know, traumatic event, but Katie is a lot more she's experienced a lot more life since that moment has happened in her life. And I feel mm-hmm. like Greg, like, I don't know. It, I think it really hit him that, okay, like we can, you can still keep the memory alive. All, all that stuff that comes with grief. Yeah. So I definitely stuck my foot in my mouth too early. <laughs> I was like, he's boring. What's the height? He's so passive. And then the state, I'm like, he was probably holding back tears on that. Yeah. Day. So Greg made me eat my damn words. Um, this I don't know. I feel like we, I fall down the rabbit hole sometimes. So stop me. Mm -hmm. We talk about, I think on the podcast, you know, it is a TV show. They sign up for it. So be it. But I always, I can't help but remind myself that they are human beings who when filming stops, they have to go back into the world. Yeah. And I think when you have a connection with someone and you can bond, it's incredible. But sometimes I think the bachelor series and producers love this like trauma bonding.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: And it's so important to be transparent with your partner, but your partner is not your therapist either. Mm -hmm. And I just always kind of have like an icky feeling seeing these relationships be founded in like very, I don't know, it's trauma bonding. And I'm like, I like Greg and Katie together, but I need to find some other substance that they can connect on.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that, I mean, obviously we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but you have to imagine that producers are kind of like, all right, what trauma do you have? How can we make this more emotional? Like the first date between you guys, let's like make it nostalgic or you know, sentimental. And then Katie probably said, like, oh, we could do something about my dad because he passed away. This could totally be wrong. And I could be an asshole for saying this. But I feel like that's probably it. Like, of course, the producers are trying to get as much emotion out of it. Whereas if this was in the real world, they'd probably go to the movies and just talk about random stuff instead of (laughs) getting into the really traumatic stuff. Like, I feel like for most people, that's kind of like a further down the line conversation. But it did seem like they, you know, were happy to get it out there, which is good. But I don't think
0: it that would really happen. in if this was real life, not the Bachelor. I know, if anyone's cried on a successful first date, like please let me know. Yeah, um, I think that would be hard for me to look past on a first date if we were both in tears. But maybe I don't know, maybe I'm just soulless and scared of that <laughs> <transparency>. <laughs> day one yeah emotions don't oh, know we got two we keep them bottled down at least the first two dates date three yeah dates. I know I feel
1: like I mean if it like you said if it's worked for some people sure but I feel like if I cried on a first date even if it went well I would kind of be like that was weird like talk to you later no I won't <laughs> talk to you because it's like why did that happen
0: right yeah like how are you okay do you have friends and family you can confide in a therapist anyone yeah Um, and like i said for the record transparency is so important communication talking about your feelings but there's also things that you need to independently work on to be the best partner so no one misquote my words here (laughs) you know writing off i i think it's the biggest compliment when someone can open up to you like that and feel comfortable to do so so Mm-hmm. But, you know, television production, it's a different ballgame. They are just want us to talk about it. So yep. we, we do have a lot more to talk about. We're going to take a quick break to hop over to commercial. And we have plenty more dates and Katie drama to discuss when we come back. So the group date is what we've seen all these trailers for, where they they did miss Katie dirty by giving her that awful denim dress. Yeah are you as fired up about it as I am
1: so I thought it could be cute but it just fit kind of awkwardly because I kind of I like the vibe like I feel like Caitlin and Tasha look cute and the, the dress could have been cute it just wasn't like I would probably wear something like that if it wasn't exactly that,
0: that is the perfect it's like it was cute and <laughs> weird it didn't It didn't do her any favors. Yeah. And then you're standing next to these two outfits that just screamed, like, trendy influencer, you know, let's put these pictures on our Instagram grid. Mm-hmm. And Katie's dressed the sleeves. And then that's the other thing. They're all under blankets and wearing gloves. Oh, yeah. And she's in short sleeves. Like, <laughs> everyone else has a jacket on. So they made her freeze in this awful denim dress. Yeah. Not good. just. No. So again, like you said, maybe if she was standing independently, it would hit the mark. But I am as much as I am enjoying having two hosts, I worry that if too much screen time might take away from Katie, you know, having her time to shine.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: But we will see. It's only episode two. I need to learn to reserve my full-fledged opinions. <laughs> they're just developing opinions at this point. So we had Katie's big belt buckle brawl. The men dressed up in I cowboy it. outfits. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> the cowboy <laughs> outfits. The the yes. for a woman. It's all weird, and they're doing it in the mud. I was in love with the old man ringing the bell Yeah, off on the sidelines. Best part of that date is they just kept cutting to this older gentleman with like Santa Claus beard. Mm -hmm. He looked the part. Like he looked like he'd be on a ranch, right? He'd be like, get them, cowboys. And they fought (laughs) in the mud, like in pairs.
1: I hated it. Like I know that they're running out of group ideas that they can do at the location, I guess. But I just hated it. Like, why are you fighting in mud? You know that all of the men are super competitive. They're gonna be wrestling and hurting each other and midway through forgetting like what they're even doing, just like the testosterone coming out being like, "Kill this man um so it I mean, it just gave me like the chills to watch them in the mud, just getting all gross. I didn't like it
0: yeah i don't I don't like fighting either no. and. Um, poor John, he's like definitely a little, I don't know what the word it like sweeter. Like he just has this like wholesome demeanor yeah. to him. And he's by no means like scrawny, but compared mm. to some of these other like muscle guys that we get casted on the show, he's <sighs> clearly not equipped to wrestle in the mud with like a beefy guy. And he was like on his back giggling, and I was so <laughs> charmed by the fact that he wasn't like insecure that he was way too skinny to be fighting, or mm. you know. And I don't even think he's that skinny, but just comparatively, it wasn't a fair right. fight. And he was like laughing in the mud. So <laughs> I, I have a soft spot for John.
1: Yeah, it reminded me of On Tasha's season. I think it was Tasha's, not Claire with Joe Dr. Joe when they had one of the group dates and he was just like making fun of how he wasn't as jacked as everyone else but he still you know went through with it and was a good sport about it so that's what we need no one angry and wanting to kill the other person someone who can make laughs or make jokes about you know them not being as jacked as the others and just having fun not taking it seriously
0: Right. Like, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to have a good time trying to, you know, find love. Big air quotes on that. No need to be aggressive. But of course, the producers scope out the only source of tension in the house at this moment with Aaron and Cody. And of course, they pair them together to fight in the mud. And everyone notices that this fight is more like physical and aggressive than some of the other pairings. And that's why, I, again, I was like, I don't like watching fighting. There's a reason I watched The Bachelor and not, you know, UFC on a Saturday night. Mm. So it was kind of intense. Yeah. And I just, I, <laughs> I'm
1: torn because obviously producers put them against each other because they knew each other. So, I mean, it was entertaining because then we got everything that happened with Cody and everything like that and moved the plot around. So I understand it, but it was just so unnecessary to do. So, part of me is like, yes, entertainment. The other part of me is like, that was messed up. There was no need for it. Like everything yeah. with the show,
0: like everything, the whole show. It's like I'm sure people listen like, ladies, none of the show is necessary. You're aware. Yeah. So, I'm like, no, the that, it's a, it's right. a big cultural phenomenon. It is necessary every Monday night. I, I need myself some time <laughs> to watch the show. It's necessary. So Aaron ends up winning and getting some time with Katie, of course. And Mm -hmm. then he um, pretty much says, I know Cody from home. And he's very cryptic with his information. He's posted things on social media. And I just don't like him. And I get this sense that he's malicious and just wants to be famous. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty vague. And I felt like there was no follow-up questions to clarify what he was even talking about.
1: Yeah, I know. It's weird. I feel like anytime anyone calls out someone on the show, like even if it's a woman or a man, doesn't matter. They just never have specific examples. It's just like, I've heard things about them. And it's like, are you making it up? Are you trying to be nice? Because it's like, you can't go halfway. Either don't say anything or say everything at this
0: point. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of just being I get a bad vibe from them. (laughs) Yeah, give me that's your problem, buddy. If you have a bad vibe, or you've heard things, You know, episode two, it is way too soon to be dropping the, you know, wrong reasons situation.
1: I know know. the conversation started and I was like, oh, he's not here for the right reasons. Like it's starting already.
0: (laughs) Boom. There it is. Way too soon. So I think that was a, oh my gosh, a turning point in the show. Because then every other word was like the wrong reasons, the right reasons, the wrong reasons. Mm. And it spills over into the evening portion of their day. And Katie just calls Cody out. And this is like, okay, this is the Katie I remember from Matt's season that isn't afraid to just have a direct conversation. Yeah. Cody's response was just kind of like, what What were you talking about? I don't know.
1: I know their conversation was so awkward because he was obviously getting tongue tied and was surprised at everything happening. So anytime she asked him to clarify something, he would just be like, I don't know what you're referring to. Which like, sure, but it was still so awkward.
0: Which I'm sorry. That's what a liar says. What, like, you know, I'm not here to talk about my past relationships. Code, I have a girlfriend mm-hmm. and I don't know what you're talking about. Code, I'm lying to your face. So yeah. bad vibes without like being an escalated situation. And she sent him home so quick. I was not expecting that.
1: I know me either. And I saw people like kind of questioning like, wait, why exactly did she send him home and stuff like that? And it was like, yeah, it was kind of like vague. It wasn't that spelled out. But also I was wondering, maybe she was just like, I don't even find you attractive. So like, let's just get rid of you now. (laughs) Just to kind of weed out any drama. Like I don't (laughs) see it between us anyway. So see ya.
0: (laughs) You know, you're not worth my time. Like just on to the next one, which I love. Yeah. Get him out of the house. But I do. Maybe I'm crazy. But Sometimes I feel more suspicious of the person that feels the need to tell me, like, yeah. tattle on someone else yeah. than the person they're talking about. I'm just like, we are grown adults. Why are you like ratting someone else out and you don't even have concrete information? So.
1: Yeah, oh. that's the thing. I feel like a lot of the times there was just no, nothing to back it up. And we've seen too, you know, when someone actually does do something in the house and it's a bully, then the person who speaks up is so like hesitant to say something. And it's like, no, that's when you should be saying something if something actually went down. But if you're coming out just being like, I knew him, he wasn't cool. It's like, who are you?
0: Like, okay. And, um, yeah, just like what? Why? What is the point? What did you gain from this? But yeah. I guess Aaron Something. gained, yeah, gained a spot. And this guy, he clearly has animosity towards us <laughs> out of the house. So like, yeah. good for you, bro. And then I thought that was going to be the end of it. You know, I really like Andrew. Andrew S. Yes, Andrew yes. S. S. I'm very charmed. He seems like a good-hearted guy. Like a good time. No bad vibes coming from Andrew S. Mm-hmm. I got to remember, there's two Andrews. Andrew <laughs> S. Andrew S. Who yeah. is Clay's cousin yeah I'm pretty sure yes which you know let's just keep it in-house here (laughs) I I'm learning very quickly if you want to be on the show you got to know someone who's been on the show they keep it very in-house but I really do like him um and I think they had a nice conversation that might maybe was overshadowed by some of the more drama-filled moments like damn I really like this guy
1: Yeah, I feel the same exact way. I feel like he's so positive all the time and always has a smile on his face, only has nice things to say. And then they were obviously able to bond over their childhood, not having, you know, money growing up and having different struggles that they did. And they shared examples of things that they went through, which was so cute. And they were laughing about it. You know, they weren't crying about it. If they were crying, like that would be fine too. But I thought it was just (laughs) adorable that... They were kind of laughing about it. And I think it was just because they've seen, you know, where they are now um, in comparison. And I think that that was awesome. They seemed so happy to be just together. So Andrew S. definitely one of my favorites.
0: Right. And I feel like I'm working through my own hypocritical thoughts in real time as we record this, (laughs) that why am I like glorifying this conversation of past experience and struggles? And I was shitting on Greg earlier. So, you know, I got to take a step back and think on that one but I think it was more because it was so short and it just didn't feel as as raw and like traumatic for them to talk about so yeah like hypocrisy I think comes from a place of making sure people are only discussing what they're ready to disclose to someone else so Mm -hmm. yeah like I said working through my thoughts in real time (laughs) but it was a great moment and also one of my favorites and then we get a weird moment with Hunter who kind of just I don't like him. <laughs> okay. Bad vibes, right? Bad vibes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. I definitely don't like him. I feel like he's like just an outsider looking in, but he thinks he's an insider and it's just very awkward.
0: He kind of just feels like a super senior. Like <laughs> yes, yeah. he's a little older and just, I don't know if he meshes with the group or Katie and he wrote her like a note on like it looked like the back of like a Trader Joe's bag. It was like brown paper. <laughs> and he was just kind of like watching her as she read it. Like, yeah, I wrote that. Mm. And Hunter, babe, you've known Katie for <laughs> two, days, two days. And you, yeah. I don't even know what to write in like my mother's birthday card. Like how I know, is right? paragraphs for a woman he just met. So he's weird, he's a little weird.
1: Yeah, definitely one of my least favorites, just based off of vibes alone. Hasn't done anything terrible, but just based off of vibes.
0: <laughs> you sound like some of the guys in the house. Like, I can't give examples, but bad vibes. Like,
1: yeah, right. I'm, so I'm going to send Katie a letter and be like, if you ended up with him, you're wrong because he had bad vibes.
0: <laughs> bad vibes. You've made it grave, <laughs> grave error. <laughs> um, And then Andrew did end up getting the group date rose. So good for him. My favorite, your favorite. Yeah. I think we need to be hyper conscious of not giving Greg too much praise because there are, I think it's a good cast. I think there's a nice mix of other faces this season.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it seems like she's into a bunch of them. Even if Greg is kind of the front runner right now, it seems like she's really, you know, giving the attention and the time to everyone else as well. So I'm sure someone will surprise us.
0: Right. There's. I feel like there's always an episode, maybe like four or five, where someone who I didn't even think was in the house, like a date and like, where did they come from? Who is this person? And why have they not been on my screen the last four weeks? So (laughs) I'm hopeful. Um, And I always have mixed feelings about the villain and Carl. We had to wrap up the episode with (laughs) unnecessary house drama. So Carl, the alleged motivational speaker, decides to stir the pot and just, you know, not give Katie any context, but tell her that guys are there for the wrong reasons. And it sends her into a tailspin, which I was not expecting because Mm -hmm. I felt like she handled the earlier drama and just was like, okay, if this is a problem, leave. And she was like crying and very stressed about this information, which was no information. Mm -hmm. And that really took me aback that episode two, she's already upset about, you know, wrong reason, men.
1: I know, yeah, I'm sure, like, I don't know if she was regretting sending Cody home, but she was probably just overwhelmed of, like, all of these claims are coming at me, and I don't know what the truth is, she's probably overwhelmed of, like, how am I going to do the rest of the show when I can't trust anyone, like, I could see myself just getting worked up and, like, exaggerating the situation, <laughs> like, it's probably also just, like, the whole, like, subconsciously, like, I have to get engaged at the end of this, what the <laughs> isn't natural why did I do this which just what I would be thinking but yeah I wasn't expecting her to get that emotional either but like I said I definitely understand it because I can't imagine what she's going through and having all those accusations come at me even if you know Carl's claims have had no examples um it's still just overwhelming and it's like just have good intentions that's it let me trust you guys
0: Yeah, and I think it's so whack for someone like this early on to expose the whole room when statistically 95% of you are going to yes, only get clout from this show. That's all you're going to gain. Like only one person can win the opportunity to be engaged with with Katie, right? So this whole like they're there for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I bet a lot of you are, because realistically Mm -hmm. the odds are not in your favor. So I just think it's kind of a a lame take in 2021 when we understand how powerful like influencers can be where, you know, 10 years ago when there was no Instagram, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't the same. And so it was a chance to get on TV, like national television, but there's a lot to be said for the social media following that comes with this opportunity. So I just think it's so lame to be like, I don't care about that. Or I'm only here to find love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. Like, don't be exposing anyone day two. But someone has a girlfriend. Yeah. Has killed a person. Like, please let Katie know. But let's (laughs) refrain from the bad vibes, wrong reasons this early on.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think it's not a bad thing to come onto the show and just have the mindset of like, oh, like if it happens, cool. If not, cool. Like, you don't know if you're going to fall in love with someone. What if you make it far, but you don't feel the same way about Katie? It's like, you don't know. You don't want to fake anything. So I think just, like, going on with, like, sure, it'll be fun. I don't think that's a bad idea to have. It doesn't have to be that serious.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, how do you know you're going to, like, fall in love? Like, you're going to be attracted to Katie. You're yeah. have a good time with her. But are you going to propose and you know, run down this rabbit hole of marriage and legal obligation. And after, you know, a few, few weeks of filming, that's such a good point that that's almost insincere as well to be like, my end goal is marriage. Well, there's a big difference between my end goal is marriage. And my end goal is marriage with Katie. Yeah, exactly. Carl, shut up. (laughs) And it's, you know, Katie is like down this, you know, tailspin trying to figure it out. And she, she asks Aaron, you know, Who are are they talking about? Aaron has no idea what's going on. And one of my, I love, 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 love early on in the season when they're just sitting around a couch, kind of like in a horseshoe shape. Yeah. Which it's like the most unnatural shape for a social setting. You know, you're at a house party. People are in pods everywhere, right? Um, But they're all sitting in a horseshoe and people are standing. So it's like double-decker horseshoe. (laughs) And they keep cutting to Carl because someone's like, Erin explains, you know, Katie says someone told her people aren't here for the right reasons. And Carl is holding back a laugh. Like you can see his lip quiver a little bit. He's in the corner like, yes, I've done this. I've wreaked havoc on the house. And everyone's kind of freaking out. Like, who said it? What they say? Who is not here for the right reasons? And then Carl opens his big, fat, motivational mouth. <laughs> and it's like, well, maybe I might have said that some people aren't here. And everyone's like, bro, why? What was your goal? Why would you do that? And he's a clown. In conclusion, too long didn't read, he's a clown.
1: I know. I feel like this happens every season where just one person says like, oh, beware of other people trying to just like come up as like someone that person can trust. But then the person is like, no, tell me exactly what you're talking about. And then it backfires because then... They just came up with this accusation based on nothing and it's just so awkward and it's so annoying and there, there's just no reason to do it. And I still just hate how we're ending the episodes without a rose ceremony. It really hurts me. <laughs>
0: it also irks me as like a type a person i'm like no you're not following the structure again big old hypocrite i guess is more my brand because i'm like mix up the show we need change we need, like we need to grow with society and then i'm like grow ceremony like it's just the way it needs to go i need conclusion for that episode so we can start fresh next week yeah agreed it's just it's just annoying <laughs> i need it's to- annoying let them, okay. We just gotta start. Email. Maybe we should email DM them on Instagram. Like just yeah. us, every week. Hey, a few few quick notes. I need to get off my chest. and <laughs> I'll find clarity that way. So yeah, no closure at the end of that episode, and no rose ceremony, so no closure that way. But the guys are just kind of left, you know, grappling among themselves. Um, Trey called out Carl and was like, "You're weak and like spineless." I was like, "Yes, tell him." tell them. I love a little, a little dig. Cause I'm sure yeah. they're drunk and tired and have been filming. I know. So I feel some tension kicking off next week.
1: Yeah, there has to be. It's definitely going to start just straight into the drama that we've had. And I don't know, give
0: me the rose ceremony. Give me the, you take nothing from this podcast. It's justice <laughs> for the rose ceremony. Yes. And that's about it. That's all I feel passionately about. Uh, so, <laughs> I will admit in conclusion, though, as we wrap it up here, um, wasn't wowed episode one. Mm -hmm. I think I really liked Katie as a contestant, but I wasn't sure how she would be as a lead. Um, Episode two, much better. Big improvement for Katie, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like maybe the first episode she was just super nervous and there was a lot going on. But I think now that, you know, she can pick group dates and it can get more interesting and fun and quirky, then it'll keep getting better. I hope so. I did like last night's episode, even though Carl was too much, almost ruined it.
0: Carl is too much, too much. And yeah, like you said, I hope we can just kind of see her grow as a lead. I think that she's definitely a personality person and standing up at a limo entrance getting compliments. I don't we don't see that personality shine. We see everyone else's right. personality. So I hope we see more of that this season. And some drama, but I want new drama, Carl. That's the thing. None of this, we've seen the the wrong reasons, you know, bomb go off before. Yeah. Um I want something better. Elevate this season, Carl. Give me what <laughs> motivate me to watch. That's what he needs to do.
1: Yeah, for real. This route is not working.
0: No, it's not. So, you know, we'll see if it's the, the Katie and Greg season. I was kind of traumatized by by Claire and Dale. Oh. how quickly they took off as an item, but you know, Katie's been good. I think some of the changes this season are exciting. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the season and looking forward to talking about it on the podcast every week. So we hope you guys continue to listen in join us every Tuesday when we recap The Bachelor, uh, Bachelorette, excuse me. And uh, I think it's going to be a good season, Natalie. Yeah, I'm super excited for sure. Awesome. So go give us a like, subscribe, feeling generous, give us a five star review. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.